Hello all, and welcome to the latest episode of the Horror Countdown Podcast. I'm your host, Donna Nelly, and with me tonight on today on this show, I have Anastasia from the Scare Lab. Hello. Nice to be here. Well, thank you for uh, coming on board and doing this. Um, this is going to be a uh, pretty fun topic. We're going to be looking at our 10 favorite Asian horror films that had U.S. remakes. Yep. So, yeah, we're going to be looking at the original Asian films here. Um, we're not going to be discussing the American versions, although I'm pretty sure that'll probably come up over the course of the conversation. But uh, since this was uh, your topic and your uh, choice, well, let's get a, a little background information on uh, what transpired it, you know, what inspired it and uh, how the whole thing came together. Yeah, well, um, I've always really enjoyed um, like Japanese, Korean, Chinese, Thai horror films. Um, one of the first horror films I can remember watching was the American remake of The Ring when I was a kid, and it did scare me. But then I watched the original Japanese one and found it so much more terrifying and atmospheric and all of that. And that just kind of led me into a rabbit hole of watching so many different Asian horror films and then finding out how many of them got remade and seeing how many times the remake was done poorly and just not doing justice to the original. Um, it's really fascinating to see kind of like the cultural differences between what's considered scary in the originals and what's considered scary in the American remakes. Um, and I think that's kind of a theme that's going to go through my list today, really, is going to be, well, the original did this and then the remake did that. And meh. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure how, how much you agree with that, really. Uh, no, uh, I, I'm kind of of the same boats. Um, I, I, I was one of those. I, I, I've seen um, almost exclusively the um, remake first. Mm. Um so yeah, I, 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 in most cases, at least especially according to um, like the ones on my list, uh, the American remake came first uh, in terms of what what order I viewed them, and yeah, almost universally, I can say that the original version when I finally did see that, I ended up liking better. Yeah. Um, there's a few I can make cases for of being close enough that I don't think that there's a very large gap. Um, there's some that I think are at least on like equal footing, like maybe like a point or two mm. here or there. But yeah, for the majority of this, I, I can say I, I do agree that there's not a major gap, but there's a, a noticeable distinction between the two. And yeah, it, yeah um, it, it is kind of weird to see that, you know, the ones that sort of take almost... None, none of the original premise and just sort of take this to the central idea and just do their own thing are the ones that I actually don't really have on my list. It's the ones that kind of actually strayed pretty similar to the original. Mm. So this will be uh, kind of close to, this will be kind of fun to see because uh, I'm kind of curious where you landed on some of these because I, as viewers of my show will know, um, I, I do have wacky and uh, unconventional uh, opinions on some of this <laughs> stuff. So... Yeah, this will uh, this will be interesting. So, yeah, I look forward um, to seeing where our lists cross over and where they completely differ. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure I can guess your top five. Uh, I'm okay. not gonna 
uh, I'm not going to say what they are or the order, but I'm going to say I'm going to be pretty confident that I know the top five because I think the top five is going to be pretty close. Maybe the order will switch, but I think I know like what the films will be. And I'm, I'm really curious to see where the back half is going to be because I think that's going to be the, the main difference between most of these yeah. lists. I, I mean, uh, you know, there's a few that I think most will probably be surprised to find out actually are. And that was one of the things that I found out in my research is that there's a few that I, I almost forgot were um, yeah. remakes. Yeah, I kind of had the opposite in that I found quite a few where I was like, wait, they remade that? Like, I didn't realize there was a remake of the film. And I was like, oh, OK, that can go on my list then. I didn't realize. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, let's uh, get this started. Do we have any preference on who goes first or um it's completely up to you um it might make sense for you to go first since it's your show i suppose and i'll uh follow up all right well uh fair enough then um, we'll start off at uh number 10 and uh speaking of films that uh, we don't really know are um remakes at all um, i'm pretty sure not a very few have even actually seen the original version but uh, i went with the uh the philippine film the echo Ooh. And yeah, I, I really like this one. Um, I, I think the, uh, well, for those that haven't seen it, um, it's basically about a guy who's living uh, in this uh, apartment complex and he starts hearing strange noises in the various rooms in the, uh, the various rooms on, on the uh, floor where he lives. And he believes that there's like these ghostly inhabitants running through the um, apartment complex that nobody else believes him. And you know, yeah, it's a little bit more complex than that, but I'm trying to, you know, keep it spoiler free yeah. for those that haven't seen it. But yeah, it's really fun. And, uh, you know, it's atmospheric. It has a lot of, you know, like the ghosts and the shadows and just, you know, like, did you did was that really a ghost? Did he actually see something? Was it yeah. actually there? Um, I, I really like those kinds of uh, those stories. And it kind of, you know, like evolves over time and it goes on uh, from there. But yeah, it was a, it's really enjoyable, and uh, I, I really had a fun time with it. I don't remember the remake. I, I've seen the remake once, and I remember thinking it wasn't bad. Mm. It was one of those where I don't think there's like a huge gap between the two, because I think it's one of those that takes a central idea and just kind of puts it in a new building, because it's actually the same director that did it. Oh, is it? Yeah, I, I think it's the, I think it's the same director. I'm not sure, but I'm almost... That's interesting. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the same director who remade it. Um, so I think they just, you know, Americanized it by putting it in a new city and putting in, you know, a recognizable cast, but, you know, recognizable in quotation marks. But, uh, yeah. you know, um, it's one of those situations where they have, like, you know, an American cast doing, like, the same central idea, like this mm. guy moving into the apartment and, you know, there's ghosts and stuff involved. So I, I can't say much on the remake because I've only seen it the one time. And like I said, it, I'm pretty sure it is the same director that remade it but um if, if you can find the original version uh, like i said it's from the philippines and it's a few years before so um the remake came out in 2004 the, the remake was 2007 or 8 and i think the original is like 2004 mm. so yeah um if you can find that version it's uh, pretty fun uh so uh, my number I think it nine. probably says a lot about the remake that you don't remember it. Like the the original was good enough to end up on your list, but the remake you don't even remember it. Well, the thing is, is that I've seen the remake once, like right around the time it came out. So I'm thinking it's been at least ten, like ten fifteen years since I've mm. seen it. 
So, um, like I said, um, I, I saw that one first, and then I went back and I saw the remake. So I've seen the remake more recently. Mm. So, um, like I said, I've, I've seen the original once, and I've seen the remake more recently. So, um, I, I mean, I, I've, I do like, I do remember liking it, but it's been like 10, 15 years. So um, I, I, I definitely want to revisit it. But uh, yeah. for me, number nine is The Echo. Oh, 10. Number 10, sorry. <laughs> Looking at my list the wrong order, I crossed it off already. <laughs> I, I crossed it off when I was talking, so I was looking down and I'm like, oh, nine. Whoops. Yeah, ten. Ah, so. that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a really good one. Surprisingly, one that's not actually on my list. I have seen it, but it isn't on my list just because the rest of the ones on my list kind of had a bit more of an impact on me than that one. Um, my number 10, I'm not sure if it's on your list at all, but my number 10 is uh, Don't Look Up. Um, so the original was directed by Hideo Nakata, who is the same person that directed the original Ring. Um, this was actually his second movie that he directed, and it was just before the Ring. So you can see quite a lot of the influences in him starting to develop that style that he kind of nailed down in the Ring. Um, basic storyline of it is it's a director and his crew are filming, um, I think it's like a drama or something that they're filming. And when they're starting to watch back on the footage, they're seeing clips that they haven't filmed. Um, and it, then the uh, character that's in the bits that they haven't filmed then starts to haunt them in real life and lots of other things happen. Um, a really interesting concept. Um, the reason why I had it on number 10 is because the original actually was good but not as good as some of his other stuff and a lot of the critics at the time kind of weren't huge fans of it um and the remake kind of did a similar thing to the echo where they, they just took the same concept and just did it with american actors um but the remake i don't even think many people have seen it or even heard of it it wasn't a particularly huge title that a lot of people have seen and talk about a lot um, but I did really enjoy the original I haven't actually seen the remake just because I wasn't as impressed by the original that it made me want to see how they did the remake if that makes sense um, I did have a good time with the original and I do recommend it if if only as someone who's a fan of Hideo Nakata's work if you want to see kind of some more of his origins and like pre the ring um, it's a good one to check out if you haven't seen it. Hmm. I think I've seen the remake. I, I know I haven't seen the original, but I think mm. I've seen the remake. I think that's by Fruit Chan, if I believe. I believe so, yeah. Yeah, I, okay, so then I have seen it, yeah, because Eli Roth is the director from the footage that they find, yeah, because I, I, I've seen that version, but I haven't seen the original, so yeah. yeah, it's not on my list because I haven't seen the original, but yeah. yeah. The original was in 1996 as well, so it's quite a yeah. bit of a throwback if you did want to go back and check it out. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, well, uh, since the kind of jumped the gun a little, um, we'll move on to uh, my number nine. Uh, one that I, 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 I know a lot of people kind of brush aside and think that it's one that doesn't really have... Um, they, they, they kind of overlook this one, but... I, I still enjoy it, and it, it has its moments. It's not, you know, overly spectacular original, but um, I went with uh, the Thai film Shutter from 2004. Ooh. Yeah, uh, I, I, I like the idea. I 
I, I think that the central theme of, you know, the, the guy being so obsessed over, you know, what happened to her and like the ghost haunting him to sort of, you know, bring like some kind of closure to their relationship. Mm. I, I like that idea. I think that's a you know fun idea for haunting, and it, it it has some you know great moments. You know, there's the the sequence in the apartment complex, which is fantastic. But overall, it's just one of those where I I don't have a whole lot of uh, like a, attachment to it. Um, mm. So I mean, kind of like you, where it's one that I I don't really think that there's like oh it, it's fun for what it is, but there's not not like a huge like um, emotional connection to it. Yeah. So. Um, I don't really remember the remake. Um, I remember they took, you know, again, the guy with the, the tragic backstory and like the ghost haunting them for their relationship issues and all that kind of stuff. But it, in terms of the original, it, it's watchable, but it's not like one of the big standouts of that era. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, for me, it's uh, number nine. I have uh, Shudder. Yeah, uh, another one that surprisingly again isn't on my list, but I did come across it and I have seen it, but just again didn't didn't make my list for some reason. But I'm starting <laughs> to reconsider my own list now. I'm hearing yours. <laughs> um, my number nine is um apartment thirteen oh three, um which this is one of the ones that I saw quite a while ago. Really enjoyed. It kind of falls into that um the genre of Japanese horror films that are kind of the stereotype of Japanese horror films in a way. So like creepy girl, ghosts, all of that. Um, the storyline of this one is that a woman um, commits suicide in uh, her apartment in apartment 1303 and her sister wants to investigate why she did it and kind of what led up to that. And then creepy things start happening in the apartment and it's a lot of that psychological stuff that kind of permeates a lot of Japanese horror um again I didn't know this one was a remake and the remake if it tells you anything is called apartment 1303 3d so uh I think that kind of has a bit of an impact on whether or not I'm willing to watch it um doesn't sound like it will be as psychological as the original it sounds to me like it'll be a lot of emphasis on jump scares and things reaching out to the audience um whereas like I say the original did have that bit more of a psychological thread that runs through it so yeah that was my number nine uh my number eight uh apartment 1303 <laughs> nice <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i i was kind of like you i kind of forgot that this one was remade because um and it was one that i actually really saw the two kind of close together and i forgot that there was actually a remake mm. i i just stumbled upon them both by accident like kind of close together and um this was the one that i actually saw the, the original first because then i i just stumbled upon uh 1303 like a maybe a month later and I, I didn't even re realize that it was actually a remake it was just something I found on TV one day mm. and yeah I, I agree I, I think the psychological impact in the original is um I mean I don't know you haven't seen the original but um the psychological impact is a bit more um apparent there uh the original the, the original is a little bit more unsettling the remake goes for cheap jump scares with the ghosts yeah. so yeah um that that that's that's uh, the main difference between the two is um the, the original is uh, a little bit more unsettling and the remake is like a, a bit more just like you know jump scare factory kind of you know ghosts in the 
you know, just like creepy things coming out of the woodwork and, you, you know, like yeah. scaring her when she doesn't suspect it. So did you watch it in 3D, the remake? Or just no, I, I just saw it on. I, I just saw it on broadcast TV. I didn't mm. even know that it was a 3D movie until I did yeah. it later. So, yeah, I, I can see I, I did see where it would work. Um, a lot of it, though, is just, you know, things happening in the background or, you know, like she comes yeah. like she turns a corner and they're there kind of a thing. So it's like one of those where like the 3D isn't really like used well if it would have been made. But just, since I haven't seen it in 3D, I can't say. But yeah, I, I, I did spot like where they would be if it was so. Yeah, um, the original, I, I, it's kind of one of those that it's it flies under the radar just because it's, yeah. you, you know, Asian Horror 101, where it's not, you know, we've already seen this for like, you know, almost a decade by this point, you know, it doesn't really do anything differently, but it, it's still watchable. I, I still really like the, you know, the uh, psychological impact and a lot of, you know, like the th- depression and, you know, all yeah. that kind of stuff goes on in there so it does have some merit but yeah it's still kind of like a prototypical uh japanese judge yeah. horror film so yeah i have am i right in thinking that they did kind of change the storyline a little bit in the remake like I said, i've seen the original i haven't seen the remake but from what i read i think the remake had a bit more emphasis um potential spoiler alert because i'm not sure whether this is a big reveal or whether it's just something that goes on throughout the film but i read that the remake kind of puts a bit more emphasis on the possibility that she was in an abusive relationship and that's why she killed herself yeah that's that's one of the revelations that comes about when she's staying there is it it kind of comes out that that's she discovers that over the course of the film by staying there okay and yeah um I, I don't really remember how that was brought up in the original, but yeah, in the remake, uh, that's one of the things that she discovers while saying there is there's a, uh, there's a, a, you know, potentially abusive relationship that mm. was at the cause of, you know, why she killed herself. Cause I think, I don't even remember that the original ever actually stated why I think they just stated that she was, that she did and they couldn't figure out why. So she yeah. said, so she stayed there to figure out, and then you know the the the, hap- the ghostly happening started started up when she stayed there, and I don't remember if they ever actually said why. Like if it was yeah, one I of don't those, think they did. Yeah, I think it was one of those where like the apartment building was haunted, and she just happened to kill herself. And yeah. then it was one of those where it was like, did she kill herself because she couldn't live with the hauntings, or is you know did she end up killing herself and she's now the one that's haunting the apartment i i don't really remember how they handled yeah. it but yeah in the the orig- in the remake the there's a potentially abusive relationship that comes to light it's not explicitly stated but it's like it, you know you read between the lines and you know 2022 eyes it kind of becomes obvious that that's the case yeah so yeah um i think that was the reason why um because I, I I believe that that's uh, solved in the remake. You know, one of those where like the Americans tie up all loose ends. But uh, yeah, I I do vaguely remember that happening. Yeah, I do find that the originals sometimes are left a little bit more open ended and kind of like it's up to you to kind of figure this out and put the pieces together. But um, a lot of the remakes kind of handhold the audience a little bit. It's like the they've got the uh, plot written on a whiteboard and they're like talking you through it rather than showing you how it happens. It's a it's a bit less open to interpretation and left up to you to figure out. It's more of a this is the story. Full right. Story. Yeah. I I think that's the American sensibility 
of, you know, well, what actually happens in, you know, like Americans, we like to say, oh, well, this is what happened. And, you know, like, this is my thoughts on why rather yeah. than, oh, this just happens. Yeah. I, I think that's I think that's an American thing. So, yeah. Okay, my number eight is um, one called Pulse, uh, which I th this is the only one on other than Ring. This is the only one where I saw the original. Sorry, I saw the remake first and then went back and saw the Japanese and went, oh, that's way better. Um, so the story of the original Pulse is kind of hard to pin down, I think. Um, so there is the idea of spirits that are spreading via the internet and the suicides and people going crazy and things like that and it kind of um, it's been a while since I've seen it but it kind of reads like a, a bit of a criticism of um our reliance on technology even back in 2001 I think like use of the internet was just starting to ramp up and it was kind of starting to show the dangers of the internet and things that can happen on there um, whereas the remake centers on the idea of a hacker who accidentally hacks this wireless signal that starts to cause people to commit suicide. It's weird. Um, and it's it's been described as a bit more of like a dumbed down version of it. And I was kind of surprised I didn't like the remake as much as I thought I would because the remake was written by Wes Craven. So it's kind of a bit upsetting to me that I really didn't like the remake and then I went back and saw the original and was much more impressed with it um, the original does have those hallmarks like you said the stereotypical uh, ghost girl all of that stuff and there is a hilarious part of it actually where the um where a ghost girl is coming at one of the mate one of the characters of the film and she's actually holding up her hair as she's walking towards him and like making her hair wave and every time I watch that bit I just burst into hysterics but other than that section I do think the original film is worth it um if you've seen the remake and didn't think much of it I do recommend you go and give the original a go um a lot more of a psychological impact and like I said it tries to say a lot more about our reliance on technology and the dangers of the internet and things like that than the remake did uh my number seven pulse <laughs> oh god <laughs> um okay yeah um we didn't uh bring any of these lists together um we're doing this uh, on our own here <laughs> um Okay, so this is kind of making me rethink my earlier statement about guessing your top five. Um, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of having second doubts now because we're back to back on this one. Um, yeah, I, I completely agree. I, I think the idea of uh, reliance on technology is uh, really interesting. Uh, not necessarily handled well. It's kind of clunky because it's, you know, like early tech, early internet. Yeah. And you don't really know it all that well. So some of that stuff come kind of comes off a little clunky, but yeah overall it's still really good um i i really like some of the uh sequences in here uh the ghost is actually a little bit more terrifying than i thought it would be um mm. i i at least i for me i don't know about you but um yeah. it's one of my favorite interpretations i i like like the digital look that they give it where it has like that early computer like pixelated look to oh, it. oh yeah definitely I, I think that adds like a little kind of like it adds like a little different, uh, you know, spin to it where it's not just, you know, like the person in white face and black, you know, rings around their eyes to, you yeah. know, trade ghosts. I think that it kind of adds like a little, um, 
well, it's a topical touch also, but it's also kind of like makes it stand out a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, I utterly hate the remake. Um, it's like... <laughs> it, yeah, it, it's just an eyesore. Um, it really is. It, it wouldn't be bad. Um, it, it, it would still be pretty low on the list, but to me, the whole thing just being shot in that gray filter, just, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, to me, that's the the big issue I have with it more than anything. I, I can stand a lot of the flaws, but uh, the entire thing just being like that gray blue filter that they have on it, uh, to me, that just makes it an absolute eyesore. And yeah, it, it just becomes not fun to watch at that point if you're having to put up with that as you're watching it. It's like yeah. this is just this is just painful. This isn't scary. This just I don't want to be watching this anymore. Yeah, I, I uh, as a film, it wouldn't be bad. I would just like to see a different. Um, filter on it yeah but yeah uh it's still not that good but i could probably tolerate it a little bit more if that wasn't the case but uh yeah um i mean my top five statement from earlier is kind of coming into question now with the (laughs) two picks but uh yeah my number seven is pulse okay my number seven is um into the mirror um so this is one that I watched I I went through a period in my late teens when um when Netflix was still you know renting DVDs and they send them out to you um I went through a period of like renting as many Asian horror films as I could because I just wanted to see as many as possible and I remember Into the Mirror was one that I watched with my mum and we both really enjoyed it we thought it was a really fascinating concept um at first we kind of thought is this like a detective film because it starts off with I think it's an ex-policeman who's now working as a security guard in a shopping mall and there's some strange deaths that start happening that are being ruled as like suicides and he's not convinced and there's this whole other backstory where the reason why he stopped being a cop is because he feels responsible for the death of his partner at the time and some of that like plays into it and again it's it's a bit psychological um and I I just remember when it ended me and my mum both just going wow that was really good (laughs) and really really enjoyed it a lot and then it got remade into Mirrors with Kiefer Sutherland and they changed quite a lot of the plot from what I can see it's hardly even recognizable as the same film if it's I think it's like similar concepts but the Keith Sutherland one just takes like a whole left turn that the original had nothing to do with um but yeah again I definitely recommend the original um I actually think the remake was received quite well from what I remember um and the original is kind of more of like a lesser known but I I definitely recommend the original over the remake on this one yeah, Into the Mirror made it number eleven on my list. It was the last oh, wow. one I bumped. Yeah, it was the last one I bumped off, so it's an honorable mention. Um, mm. I, I I agree. I I like the detective angle here really well. The you know, I I I I'm trying to get I'm trying to separate them because I remember the the remake. It's a department store. Okay. And yeah, that's where the 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 fateful mirrors are is um that's that's his job is that he works in a department store and he comes to find out that the area was burned down years ago to stop the 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 spread of the ghosts from happening because the 
store owner, his wife was possessed and she was like so deathly afraid of mirrors that she couldn't stand to look at him. So he thought she was possessed and kept her hidden in a secret compartment down underneath the, the bowels of the facility to keep her safe and like away from the public eye. And when he tried to exercise her, they ended up and it started a fire and it burned the entire department store down and her soul became trapped in the mirrors. And then that's how like the, the stuff started spreading was that she the, the mirrors that were sold in the department store ended up allowing the spirit to go out and kill people. That was how that whole thing started so yeah it's kind of a weird um weird addition uh i i like the the original version a little bit more where mm. it's a little bit more straightforward and it keeps you know things online because it's not bogged down by this uh the, the secondary backstory because it the first half is him at the department store working at the security guard and then you know like being tormented by all these like shock sites and like the ghost coming out mm. and then the, the second half is the, the you know ghost going around killing people and then like the final half is him trying to reverse the curse so it, it's kind of like a, a weird like jumble where it, i mean it's like nearly two hours if i remember so it's kind of yeah you know it has like all these like weird sections and like the the original end of the mirror is like really short and concise and it is yeah. it keeps every yeah it keeps everything kind of like flowing a little bit more naturally so yeah i do prefer the original but it's not on my list it's number 11 so it's uh like i said it's still it's a good still a good film but yeah i have it at number 11 so uh we'll move on to uh my number six and uh seven no because seven was uh pulse oh Oh yeah, yours. Wait. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, seven. my seven was is the most. Sorry, yeah, it's your six. Sorry. Yeah. So um, <laughs> yeah, back to back kind of threw us off a little bit there, but uh, yeah, no worries. Uh, my number six, uh, I went with the eye. Okay. And yeah, I, I always really liked this one. I always thought it was kind of undervalued. Um, it's it, you know, it's not uh, Japanese, it's not Korean. Uh, so I think that kind of was a little bit of the reason why it kind of got lost in the shuffle. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's still really worthwhile. Um, I still really like the central idea of the. Uh, uh, I think she's still a cellist because uh, I'm trying to re- trying to again. It's another one I'm trying to separate the original from the remake. Mm. And the remake, I believe, she's uh, a classical music a classical musician, and I, I think she's still a cellist, but I'm not entirely sure. Um, but whatever the case, uh, she's blind, so she gets the eye transplanted. Then as soon as uh, the eyes are healed and she's able to, you know, start using them properly, she starts seeing ghosts and goes into the uh, investigation into the original donor and what happened with him. And, you know, things go from there. It, it, it's actually really fun. Uh, I still have a lot of, uh, yeah, I still have a lot to like with it. It's pretty chilling at times there's uh you know some nice little jump scares of the like the ghost on the outsides of her vision like the she it's all like on the periphery and she like can't yeah. tell if it's actually you know if it's actually there or the the shadows playing uh, mind tricks with her i don't really remember the remake well again it's kind of like um the echo where i've seen it once and it's yeah. been at least 10 15 years so uh, the only thing I, I, I remember about the remake is that it stars Jessica Alba. That's the only thing I remember. <laughs> yeah, and I think it was uh, the first film from one of the guys in the French Extreme, uh, the new French Extremity movement. I think okay. it was the 
but I think it was uh, one of those guys. I think it's the, it's not the team that did Insight. I think it's the guy who did Frontiers. Mm. It's either, well, Mirrors was uh, was Aja, so he was the high tension. It's not Inside um, because I think they they stayed in France. I I, I want to say it's the guy that did Frontiers, but I'm not sure. I'd I'd, I'd have to look at it to yeah yeah to know that. But I I remember it was uh, directed by one of the guys in the French the, the French extreme movement, who's like it was like their first American film. Mm. But yeah. Uh, the original is still pretty worthwhile. Uh, it's you know a little you know paint by numbers, but uh, it's not necessarily you know bad enough to you know be overlooked or forgotten in this whole movement. So yeah, my number six is the eye. Okay. Uh, my number six is one that you probably thought was going to be in my top five, but it just made it out of there. Uh, my six is Dark Water. Um, so Darkwater is was originally um, a short story, well, a collection of short stories written by Koji Suzuki, who is the same person that wrote uh, the Ring novel. Um, and this this was only actually one of the short stories in the full collection. Um, and this was again directed by Hideo Nakata, who not only directed the Ring, but he actually directed the remake of Darkwater as well. Um, so Darkwater is a very strange one in that it's like there's a couple of things happening at once. So you've got a single mum who's going through a divorce um, and she moves into an apartment with her daughter. And there's a weird uh, dark spot on the ceiling that looks like there's some water damage and there's a leak happening. And then there's like hair coming out of the faucets. And then there's a lot of those things that we've come to see as typical of Japanese horror that actually seem to be hallmarks of Hideo Nakata and the kind of style that he has. Um, the remake is very similar. Um, I don't remember much different other than the original being a lot more subtle and the remake having a lot more jump scares. That's really the, the biggest difference I can think of. Um, I think one of the things that is most that is interesting about this, um, so it was written in 1996. The film, uh, the original film was 2002, and the remake is 2005. And a lot of people have made a connection between the storyline of this and the uh, the the famous death of um, Elisa Lam, which was in 2013. So the uh, the situations are extremely similar, and it is kind of freaky how similar they are when you look into it um but yeah it was written like almost 20 years before that happened um but yeah the original um I don't know if it had more of an impact on me because I'd already heard about that um that case and then watched it and went oh god that's just what happened in that um but yeah, again, the original, a lot more subtle, a lot more psychological. There's the weird section with the bag that she keeps trying to get rid of and keeps reappearing and all of that weird stuff where she's kind of questioning her own sanity, whereas the remake is just boo jump scares from what I remember. So, yeah, that was my number six, Darkwater. Yeah, um, I will discuss Darkwater in a bit because uh, okay. I... <laughs> Yeah, I, I was thinking that was going to be a little bit higher up, but um, yeah, I will uh, discuss that one in due time. Okay. 
So uh, my number five, uh, I went with uh, one of my favorite directors and uh, one of the only uh, J-horror films that uh, he ever really did, because I know that he's kind of lumped into the scene, but he never really had a, a big impact on it. Um, I went with One Miss Call. So, yeah, this is by uh, Takashi Miike, which is, uh, you know, again, like I said, the, one of the guys that's uh, associated with the J-horror movement. But outside of this and maybe audition, he wasn't really that much of a player in the movement. Um, he was still pretty heavily into the, uh, you know, the Yakuza crime drama scene. So. Yeah. Because he also did Itchy the Killer, didn't he? The live action one. Right. Yeah, he did. Because uh, I, I think he was still doing uh, the dead and dead or alive trilogy because i think that's still kind of crossed over and then yeah um he had ishii the killer and um happiness of the katakuras i think that was mm. another one that was kind of in this uh the general time frame so yeah he's kind of like lumped into the scene but uh, he never really had like much of an impact outside of audition and one miss call and yeah. i i still really like one miss call i think the idea is really um enjoyable uh, you know, again, kind of plays off of like Pulse where it's, you know, like modern technology. It's mm -hmm. like, you know, the ghost haunting like cell phones, even though it's like, you know, painfully obvious because it's the, you know, old school flip phone stuff that, yeah. you know, <laughs> so it kind of, you know, even though it's like built on modern technology, it still kind of dates it pretty badly. But yeah, overall, there's still some great stuff here. Um, I, I love the TV um, backfire segment that just goes horribly wrong in the best oh, way. Oh, yeah, that's such a good bit. Yeah, it's standout moments. Um, I, I, I really like. Um, I actually, like I said, I, I actually do really like the remake as well. It's kind of you know paint by numbers American PG thirteen ghost movie, mm. but I, I don't mind it. I, I understand again. I'm not kind of like on the minority on this one, but it. It's still enjoyable enough for me that I still like it, even though it kind of just takes like the major set pieces and then just like, you know, dumps down the story a little. Yeah. But yeah, the the original is still really good. Um, maybe a little convoluted for some because I, I it took me a while to like put the pieces together, but yeah, it's still, it's still worthwhile. I still really like it and I still have enough fun with it uh, for, for it to be uh, number five on my list. Yeah. Uh, my number five is One Miss Call. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, One Miss Call is one that um, I will enforceably show to as many people as humanly possible because I do really enjoy this. It's, I think it's the, not my favourite, but it's the one I've watched the most of these, I think, and I'm not quite mm -hmm. sure why that is. There's just something about it that just I keep re-watching it um like you say I do really enjoy it it's I kind of liken it almost to like a Japanese Final Destination equivalent with all the like interesting ways that the people are dying as uh, they're going through it um and I think it's I really like the idea of like hearing your own death on the voicemail and like listening to the noises that are happening and trying to figure out the circumstances and how you can avoid that um that was really fascinating to me and the ringtone from that movie has actually been my ringtone for uh about 15 years i'd say um 
I really, really like just how creepy that ringtone is. And as soon as I heard it, I set it as my ringtone on my phone as quickly as possible. Um, <laughs> uh, just as a little fun anecdote, actually, I once when I was I did Japanese uh, Japanese class when I was in university and I'd forgotten to put my phone on silent. And the people that I was working part time for rang me while I was in that class and that ringtone went off. And my Japanese teacher, who was Japanese, just stared at me in horror. And I was like, no, that's that's actually my ringtone. It's OK. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm not going to die. <laughs> it was fantastic. Um, but yeah, I've not actually seen the remake of this one. Um, just because I saw the trailer, I heard what they'd done to the ringtone and just decided I wasn't going to give it a try. I just wasn't even going to bother. And then I've seen a lot of negative reviews and seen how it was like panned by critics. And I've just kind of, I don't normally listen to reviews. I'm normally willing to give something a try. And just even if reviews say it's bad, I accept that everybody's opinions are different. But the trailer just put me off enough that the reviews kind of backed me up in not wanting to see it um but I say if you if you saw it and enjoyed it I'm actually kind of leaning towards maybe giving it a go but I think the original is definitely one of one of my top five horror films not even just Asian horror it's one of my top five horror films I would say I really really enjoy the original yeah I I I get a lot of the criticism for the um, remake it's not one that I I, I, like I said, I, I'm kind of contrarian, so I, I do like a lot of stuff, and we'll probably get to that a little bit later on because <laughs> uh, some of the choices left are um, we'll we'll see. But um, yeah, if you haven't bothered, it's you know, it's a time waster. I mean, I think that would probably be like the best case scenario for it. Um, but uh, you know, yeah, if you have nothing else to do, it, you know, it's that would probably be like where it would fall in, but. Um, We'll move on to uh, my number four. We have Dark Water. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think I probably, uh, I was kind of surprised that this one was uh, a little bit low because, uh, yeah, this was one that I figured would be in the top five uh, when you said it. Mm-hmm. Um, I I love the relationship at the core of the film. I, I think the two of them play off each other really well. Um, yeah. The remake does that to a degree, but it's not as uh, you know emotionally um, relevant as the the remake the original does i i love the the whole setup the atmosphere of the apartment is just absolutely chilling uh you know the the rundown nature of it the you know mold spots and you know all that stuff it just plays like really well with this kind of like a ghostly haunting and it 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 works really well to the film's advantage and yeah uh, i I mean you know you said a lot of what i was going to say but uh, (laughs) yeah number four for me is dark water I think one of the reasons why Dark Water was a little bit lower for me is having read the the short story because I am I am a huge fan of Koji Suzuki and his work. Mm. Um, so having read the short story, I think it would have done better for me personally if they'd kept it kind of like a like a Dark Tales of Japan kind of series of uh, short films yeah, I, I, or like Three Extremes that kind of thing if they'd adapted a couple yeah, of the stories I, and done it that way 
I would have preferred it. To me, it didn't seem like the short story was something that needed to be stretched out to a full feature-length film. I can see um, that, yeah. So I, I think that's why it kind of moved a little bit lower for me, because I would have preferred it in short film form. I can see that, yeah. Now that you say that, I, I, that, that, makes, sense. that makes sense. Yeah. So uh, my number four is actually probably quite surprising why it's a little bit lower than it is but um I'll, I'll defend my thesis if i have to um, my number four is ring um it seemed like something that would easily be one or two but i actually think that the films i've got above it um were a little bit better for various reasons um but ring is obviously a classic it's the first one people think of when you talk about uh, like remakes of japanese horror um again originally written by koji suzuki um an amazing amazing book if you haven't read it um i definitely do recommend it the film is takes a lot of the elements of the book and then obviously adds things that are more of an emphasis for a visual audience whereas so so the most famous section of it being when Sadako crawls out of the TV obviously in the book that does not happen um that the the book is kind of more Sadako is more of like a concept than an actual ghost that's haunting them um and actually if the it is a series of three novels and I do recommend you read them all but you can kind of see I think he went a bit crazy by the third one. The storyline kind of gets a bit weird um, by the time you're reading the third one. But um, yeah, so the the original ring to me is the kind of ultimate psychological. So there is obviously that one scene where she crawls out of the TV, but the rest of it is just like psychological build up and the the horrors of what she's seeing and trying to figure out what's on the tape and how that relates to what's going on and if there is a way to break this curse especially the section where her her child watches it and then oh it's not just my life that's on the line it's my child's life as well um and going into like who Sadako was and what happened to her and her her background um I think it is a really, really fascinating story. And I also recommend, if you haven't seen it, there is a film called um, Ringo Birthday, which tells the story of Sadako when she was alive in a theatre troupe. And I think it's briefly mentioned in the film that she was a part of a theatre troupe. Um, but yeah, Ringo tells that story. And again, really fantastically done, very psychological, um, very creepy. And the biggest difference for me between Ring and the remake is that scene where she crawls out of the TV. So in the remake, to me, it's a lot more glitchy. They put a lot more static on it and it actually zooms in on her face and all of that. And it's a lot less impactful than the original scene that just it's kind of hard to explain why the original is better to me, but it is. It doesn't have as many special effects other than obviously her coming out of the TV, but even that looks more realistic, like something that actually could happen. Um, And it doesn't show her full face. It just zooms in on her eye. And it's a lot more impactful to me as a scene than the remake one the remake one did scare me when I was a kid and I did have a bit of a fear of being in a room with a tv that's not turned on for quite some time um and then watching the Japanese one hit me even harder psychologically just it was so so good and I thought it was so much better 
and more well done than the original personally uh sorry than the remake um so yeah that's so my number four is the ring my number three the ring <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I'm right there with you. Um, I, I really, really like this one. Um, I I get a lot of the, uh, the, the the stuff that happens here is, you know, the stuff that happens later on. So putting a lot of the, you know, the, the familiarity that we get with the genre aside, because, you know, this is the one that it did at first. So this one is the, you know, the instigator of all that. Yeah, it doesn't exactly. take away. It doesn't take away a lot of the impact of um, the, the sequences here. The the concept is still really well handled. I love the 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 middle of this is usually where a lot of these kinds of films kind of drop out because you have like the strong opening that sets everything in motion, and then you get the investigation, and then you know like things come to a head at the end. But this is one of the few that I, I really like the middle part of this where it's yeah. looking into the the you know the origins of the tape and where it all comes from. The remake handles that a little bit differently where it's like uh, <clears throat> or it's like, you know, field reporting where she's like visiting the places instead of like, you know, here where she's in the where like they're looking it up on the <clears throat> on the uh, modules of work. So it, it has like a slightly different flavor in that regard. But yeah, yeah, overall, I, I still really like it. And <clears throat> I. I, I I don't really have much of a preference over which one I like more in in the, this one or the original. This is one where I I have them kind of equal. So it, I I've always gone to like which one I'm feeling on that day. Where if I feel like the original is more worthwhile, I'll say the original. If you know I I like the you know if like it's been a while since I thought of the remake, maybe I'll you know, like say that one. It's like, oh yeah, why did I kind of like forget about that one? And mm -hmm. then I'll start thinking about it and it's like, oh yeah, that one actually did work a lot. Yeah. So yeah, the, it, it, it just depends on which one I like more, but yeah, they're, they're both really well done. So yeah, I think one of the, one of the <laughs> other biggest differences for me that kind of is a bit of a, bit of an insight into the difference between the Japanese and an American audience is actually the scenes that are on the tape itself um so in the um japanese one the scenes on the tape are just very abstract ideas um you've got that weird noise happening in the background and it's got the static flashing from one scene to the other but there's nothing particularly horrifying about the tape but every scene that it shows has some relation to sadako and her life in some way um and yeah, it's just a very psychological what the hell am I watching kind of thing. Whereas the tape in the remake has a few moments that are kind of like shock value. The the one scene that I remember most often and my fingers are itching just thinking about it is the nail through the finger. Mm. I really hate that visual. <laughs> and again, that's not something that needed to be there for any reason. It doesn't have any impact on the story. It doesn't mean anything. And there's a couple of scenes like that where it's like, it's almost like it's just trying to psych the audience out and freak them out, the tape itself, whereas the original tape is clues to what happened in Sadako's life, really. Um, but like I said, I think that's kind of a good indication of the difference between the two audiences with the Japanese one being a bit more psychological and the American one having a few scenes that are more for the shock value of the audience. Yeah, I, I, I actually do. Um, I, I do agree. I, I think the tape in the American version is a little bit more 
viscerally un- unpleasant, but yeah. the 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 Japanese version is not necessarily designed to be creepy. It's just one of those where the whole point of it is what happens at the end where you get the call and you you're doomed it yeah. for watching it. I think that that that's kind of where the the difference is is that the the Japanese version is it's so unassuming you don't really think much about it and then all of a sudden you get the call about your doom. Yeah. And the American version is okay, well we just watched something unsettling and creepy and chilling and oh crap we're doomed. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of the difference. Um Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um Where were we? Number 3, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. um number 3. So my number 3 is A Tale of Two Sisters. Um this is one I didn't actually know was remade. Um I think the when I found out that this one was remade um was my mum was actually speaking to me about a film that she'd seen that was called The Uninvited. And she was like, yeah, I've never seen the film before, but for some reason the storyline really stuck with me. And then when she told me the storyline, I just went, yeah, mum, that's A Tale of Two Sisters. That's that Korean horror film we watched. And she was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I didn't even realise it was remade until that happened. Um, so in the original uh, film, so uh, I think the, the remake is very similar. Um, so a girl uh, returns home from being institutionalised in a psychological facility. Uh, she reunites with her sister um she discovers that the father has remarried and she kind of takes a dislike to her new stepmom um strange things start happening throughout the house there's a a part where she accuses the stepmom of abusing her sister and things like that and there is a twist ending that I won't spoil um but I will say it, it took I had to watch this film twice in one day just to make sense of it because the ending I kind of went wait what and then had to just re-watch it to make sense of it. Um, and it, this is one of the ones that leans very heavily on that psychological element. And there are some of those hallmarks, like we say, you've got the creepy ghost girl, all of that stuff that seems to be a thread throughout them. But there's a lot more of it that's very subtle and very, very psychological and plays with the mind of the viewer as well as the mind of the character and uh trying to differentiate between what's real and what's not uh what uh what are we seeing as reality and what are we seeing through the the mind of the young girl um and the uninvited like I say very similar storyline but uh there's a lot less subtlety to it and they do change quite a bit of the plot and change quite a lot of what the twist ending was um and i just don't think it worked as well as the original um you would you would think that me having to watch it twice to understand it would be a failing of the original but i actually enjoyed that about it in that it made me think it made me have to go back and like line those pieces up and go oh yeah that now i see why that happened um so yeah that's my number three tale of two sisters all right. Well, this may be a little bit of a spoiler considering where we are on the list, but I will talk about that later. <laughs> okay. So, um, unfortunately, that makes uh, number two for me um, kind of obvious, but uh, it's Juwan. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Juwan for a long time was one of my favorite Asian horror films, just like full stop. Um, I absolutely love the atmosphere in this one. Mm-hmm. The whole concept of it just not being linear and 
you know, we're switching around time frames where we're seeing characters like die, but then we go back in time and we see like what led up to them dying, you know, how they come on came into contact with um, Kayako and uh, oh god, I always blank on his name. Toshio. Toshio, uh, damn it. <laughs> yeah, I always blank on his name for some reason. Yeah, um, you know, coming into contact with the house and you know meeting Toshio and uh, Kayako, and. I, I I really like the um, remake. I, I it has some you know it it copies a few scenes really well and it 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 has its own little charm. But the original is so enjoyable and yeah, yeah. for me it's it, you know just the whole idea of the ghost coming out of nowhere and you know, you know like the the scene in the apartment where she crawls up underneath the bed. I mean oh, that yeah. <laughs> that to me that terrified me to no end. Yeah, because um, that kind of breaks you psychologically because of like that childhood thing of always being safe under the blankets. Exactly, the yeah. And that just ruins it instantly. Exactly, yeah. Uh, yeah, that 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 particular scene got me. But even you know, like the the shower scene where she's like not like kneading the hair when you know in the mm. in the shower that that got me because I do that a lot where I'll you know, like be scrubbing my hair and I'll like interlock my fingers inadvertently and I'll think it's something else and I'll kind of nice. like <laughs> yeah um so yeah yeah there's like there's some really uh, tense moments in here and uh, you know it, it still carries a lot of weight I I, I still really have uh, a lot to like about it and yeah it's uh, my number two yeah uh again spoilers for me but we may end up coming back to that uh <laughs> So uh, my number two is surprisingly the eye. You had this way higher, way lower on the, the list than I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I really, really enjoyed the original. Like you say, I think it's it falls under the radar because it is uh, Chinese as opposed to some of the more more famous, um, more famous Asian horrors. But I really, really enjoyed the original. I thought it was an amazing concept, really unsettling. Just the idea behind it of just imagine having the ability to see granted to you again after you've been blind your whole life and then that's what happens you start seeing things that you shouldn't and all of it is it was very very unsettling to me and a really really good concept um I won't go on about it too much because obviously you discussed it earlier but yeah that that made it to number two for me Nice, yeah. Um, so number one, where do we go from here? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, for me, Tale of Two Sisters. Um, yeah, yeah. Th- this one really works for me, and I, I was like you. It took me a while to figure everything out. I, I think the whole, um, though, even though it, it's like one of the most important parts of the film, the whole thing with um, her up in the bedroom and what happens when she's like with the closet. Yeah that's always been like the one part that kind of like stuck it out because it's like, wait, what the hell? And then yeah. it's like, Oh, thinking back about it, it's like, Oh, wait a second. Now that makes sense. But yeah, it, it just works for me. The, you know, relationship at the core is fantastic. I, I love the interplay between the two and the twist makes that even more um, ominous than what yeah. it should be, which is fantastic. And yeah, the, the whole thing with the the final half hour and all the revelations and twists that that makes it it's just so good um yeah like say make it making you have to go back and go wait okay so what what was what in this and it, yeah, it almost it, makes you have to re-watch it just to 
just to pull apart the pieces and try and put it all back together. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's not one that you think of that. Yeah, there's a little bit of work that you have to put into it, but it's actually like deceptively simple to figure it out once you yeah. know where everything goes. And that's one of the things I really like about it, where it's complex on the outskirts, but then just like a modicum of brain power. And it's like, oh, wait a second, everything kind of makes sense. Yeah. And what actually kind of bumps this one up a little bit more for me is, uh, like I said, I, I kind of have like some controversial opinions. <laughs> Uninvited is my favorite of that whole J-Horse remake scene. Okay. I actually like that one more than The Ring. I actually like that more than The Grudge, um, the American versions. Uninvited for me is the one that I always really stick up for, and that one really works well for me. I, I love the twist of that one. You're right, it is the same thing. It's the same setup. You know, girl comes back from the mental asylum. Mm. You know, mother's, you know, mother's gone, father's, you know, shacking up with the nurse. Yeah. And, you know, it it it, it, it is essentially the same movie, but I, I love the ghost in there. I love the twist of, you know, it, it's still a, a fun enough twist. I, I like the way it kind of plays with the expectations where, it's a twist upon the twist where you think it's going to be, you know, recreating the same twist, but then it's yeah. like he uh, switches it around to where it's not necessarily what you think it is. But yeah. so it's it's kind of nice in that sense that it even subverts the expectations of people who've seen the original. Because if you've right. seen the original, you're like, oh, I know where this is going. This is really obvious. And then that the remake has the extra twist on top of that that makes you go, oh, wait, wait, hold on. This right, what? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, to me, that's always been one of the big things that's kind of that makes that one stand out is that it, it's actually one of the few that actually plays with the knowledge of you having seen the original to work. And it kind of just makes it stand out a little bit more for me. But because overall, I would probably even I, I can throw a dart and switch my top three. And I would yeah. have I mean, my top three, I can have very, very, very wildly appearing, you know, like orders, depending on what day it is. But yeah. Uh, to me, based on the fact of, you know, the we're taking into account like the the remake of it, I, I have uh, since I have so much fondness with the for the remake, I put Tale of Two Sisters at number one. Yeah, um, I was kind of the same in that I struggled for what order to put them in. And if I'd put this list together on a different day, they probably would have ended up in a different order. There's, there's a there's an alternate universe where where Ring was my number one and Tale of Two Sisters was my number one and all of that. But uh, my number one on the day I happened to put this list down was the uh, Juwan, the grudge. Um, to me, I it, it gets lumped in together with Ring, with that whole scary girl with long black hair crawls towards you kills you that kind of thing but I think it did it in such a different way and I think one of the things that I really love about the original grudge is just Takako Fuji as an actress who is the lady that plays um plays Kayako um just the way that she moves is just horrifying and she's just so good at what she does and I think the fascinating thing to me about the remake is that if I'm right it was the same director the same location and it was Takako Fuji as Kayako still so she reprised her role in the remake 
Um, so the remake is actually very, very similar to the original in a lot of ways. Um, and I think I remember reading that Sarah Michelle Gellar actually said it was one of the scariest things she's had to film because she saw the original and you see that the famous scene of Kayako crawling down the stairs and you think, oh, that's just special effects, whatever. And then she actually filmed it and Takako Fuji just does that. That's just how she moves. That's just what she does. And that was one of the scariest things she's had to do is sit there at the bottom of those stairs while Kayako crawls towards her. Um, but yeah, I do really love about the original that it is non-linear, like you say, and you're having to put pieces together of like who died where, what interacts with with what. Um, I actually, controversially, I actually prefer the second film to the first, just because I think it does that to an even greater extent where there are deaths that kind of interlock and the the stories kind of weave more into each other a little bit um and there's some really fantastic sections of that second film um the the bit with the the couple in the apartment and the banging noise on the wall is the one section that is my favorite I think of of both films that's just my favorite bit um but yeah the original grudge like you say the bit with under the, the duvet is pure nightmare fuel um the fact that she's like coming from the attic later on just made makes me scared of attics i've <laughs> i've lived in this house for quite a few years and i've never been in the attic and i keep joking that there's at least five japanese ghosts up there just a lot of averages at this point um but yeah it, i think that film just has such an impact and it's got that iconic the noise that she makes as well is just so iconic to me in horror um and when you look into it and you realize that the reason why the ghost makes that noise is because Kayako's lungs were collapsed as part of her death and that's why the ghost makes that noise that just makes it worse to me that just makes it more horrifying um but yeah it it, it is one of my favorite horror films full stop not even just asian horror i just really really love love um the original grudge and like i say the grudge 2 as well um and if if there is anybody who is like as big of a fan of it as i am i do recommend going and watching the two original short films that were made in kind of this universe which i don't i think one of them is called 10 10 fours and i cannot remember the name of the other one uh give me one second i can pull my dvd out because i have it oh you have it excellent yeah because um in america they included that on the blu-ray for the remake oh did they That's yeah <laughs> so yeah the american version has the uh yeah they, they're included on there it's called uh katasumi that's it. So it's Katasumi, and then we just call the other one Ten Fours because the title is just like yeah, four, it's four, like four. four, four, four. Yeah, uh, those are those are really good to me. I I really enjoyed watching both of those as well. Um, the one thing I haven't watched is the original Juon the Curse, which was a made for TV that is actually a precursor to Juon the Grudge, and I haven't watched that one, but I've heard it's very similar. Um, but yeah, I I'm a huge fan of that franchise i guess you could call it at this point i really enjoy it so yeah um i will say this real quickly on one of my earlier episodes in this season we looked at our favorite asian horror films and oddly my co-host on that one had the curse instead of the grudge for oh, his really pick. 
Yeah, he didn't have the grudge on there. He had the curse on it. Wow. So yeah, I, I listened to your um to the, your remakes episode as well, and was very happy that the grudge ended up on that list because I do actually think the remake is really good, and like I say, I think that's probably in part because it's the same director, same location, and same actress as Kayako. Yeah. Um. I, I was going to say that, too, is um, the other thing that I actually am kind of pleased to hear is somebody else liking uh, Grudge 2 over Grudge 1. Um, I, oh, you I actually, prefer the second as well? Not by much. I actually, I have them really close, but I I, I, I do have two just a slight bit higher, like yeah. nine, like, you know, nine and a half to a nine, like that kind of a thing. Yeah. I, I don't think that's, a, that's, I don't think that's right, but like that kind of like, you know, just like slight differences. But yeah, I, I do like parts two because I, I do like the way that it kind of incorporates one even more so with the recreations. Yeah. Yeah, the the, the movie set with uh, the way that they introduced that one is actually really clever and I really like that. And yeah. some of the scenes are actually really good. So. Yeah, like I said, I think if, if you were to line up like, I think you've done an episode on deaths in horror films and I think if I'd been on that episode, my number one would have been the, the couple in the apartment with the mm-hmm. banging on the wall, because that's just so well done. So genius. I love that bit. Nice. Yeah. Um, so I think that uh, will wrap us up for the evening. So uh, thank you again. This was uh, an absolute blast. And I'm glad we got to do this. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, do we so do you have any other honorable mentions that you had? Because I've got a couple, if that's OK. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Um, I think we'll probably uh, hit the same one. So, uh, <laughs> Possibly. Yeah, my, my honorable mentions, the reason why they didn't make the list is because the remakes were either canned or haven't been done yet. Um, so they're more like uh, Asian horrors that could have been remakes but weren't. Um, so my first one is Infection. Um, which is a Japanese horror set in a hotel. Um, there's a, an illness that are, that's kind of plaguing the night crew. Um, so there's a hospital that's kind of suffering from understaffing and overcapacity, and this illness is um, kind of taking over the hospital, and it's all very strange. Again, took me a couple of watches to understand it. And the director, uh, Masayuki Ochai, is actually the same person that directed uh, Shutter and also Parasite Eve. Um, so yeah, that's one of my honourable mentions. I just thought that that's that's one that I think more people should see because I've not heard many people having seen that film personally. Nice, um, yeah. Um, the one for me, um, like I said, I, I did have Into the Mirror on mine. Yeah. Um, but the other one for me, and uh, I kind of like you, is one that I, I really wish would uh, be seen a little bit more. I believe there was um talks of a remake but i i can't recall so i never really put it on the list but i had wishing stairs oh oh yeah that's part of the um the the school trilogy isn't it uh no there's six i believe Um, six (laughs) yeah yeah um i think it's uh whispering corridors if i recall yeah um wishing stairs is the third one and that's my favorite of the trilogy of the the whole series yeah i i remember hearing that that one of you know like that one of all you know for some reason like part three of the series is going to get remade i remember hearing about it but i don't remember if it ever actually came to fruition or if it got shelved or whatever but yeah that one was another one that was on my list and like i said uh, wishing series is my favorite of the three uh, favorite of the six because it's got the the greatest setup i like the the interplay with the bullies i love the 
the ghost in there it's actually like uh, pretty terrifying because there's like some pretty gruesome deaths in there yeah and yeah it's still it's really fun and uh, kind of uh, it's like right in the same time period because i i think it's like 2002 or 2003 so it's like right in that central period so yeah yeah i'd actually forgotten about that film until you've just mentioned it and now i regret that that wasn't one of my honorable mentions because <laughs> yeah i really really enjoyed that one um <laughs> Another one of my honourable mentions, I've got uh, Train to Busan. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> obvious reasons, absolutely. Yeah, again, another one. film. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm waiting for that one, so that way if uh, we do this next year, I can uh, claim uh, Train to New York. Or uh, I think the remake is called The Last Train to New York. It was supposed uh, to be released on the 21st of April this year, but Salem's Lot is being released on that date now, so they've had to push it, and they don't know when it's we don't know when it's coming out anymore yeah as i said if we do this next year yeah (laughs) so yeah that was another one that was uh i was looking at and it's like well it's not out at the time of recording so i can't add it but i only actually watched it because of the main character um played by gong yu who i'd watched because i watch a lot of korean drama as well and he's in one called um goblin um and I watched it for him. And if anybody has watched Squid Game, you might know him as the the slap happy salesman in that series. Um, but yeah, that was one of the reasons why I watched it because there's actually a scene in Goblin where um, they go to the cinema and he's and they're watching a horror film and he's like hiding behind his bowl of popcorn and screaming at all the the scares. And the film that they're watching is Train to Busan brilliant <laughs> um but yeah that that was one that just obviously had to be there um yeah and my last one is a, one of my favorite horror movies again a korean one called phone i don't know if you've ever seen it i believe i uh, that part of korean cinema is kind of a blank spot for me yeah um, unless it's the ghost movies, because I, I mean, like I said, I've seen uh, the Whispering Corridor series. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've seen like Bloody Reunion and uh, one called um, Dead Friend, I think it's called, or oh, yeah. uh, or like Rayong or something like that. Yeah. Um, I think that's like pretty much all I've seen of like the early 2000 scene. So it may, I, I may have seen it. I may not. I, I yeah. probably have to sit down and rewatch it, but. I, I, I know the name. I, I know the name. I, I've heard yeah. of it. I've heard of it before, so I, I I know of it. If you haven't seen it, I definitely recommend it. And if you have, I recommend a rewatch, <laughs> just because yeah. it is it is really good. So the concept of it is there's a woman who is a um, I think she's a news reporter, and due to an article that she wrote, she's now being stalked and she's getting death threats. Um, so one of her friends says, "Oh, we've got our new home that we're still in the process of remodeling, so we've not moved in yet. You can." stay there for a while change your number lay low um and then weird things start happening in the house and she changes the number and starts getting weird phone calls to that number um and then the friend that's let her move in there her daughter starts behaving really strangely as well and it all connects and there is a a twist ending to it um the little girl that plays the daughter is absolutely fantastic one of the best child actors i have ever seen she is phenomenal and I don't think she was in much else and that really upsets me because she is it's worth a watch if only for that little girl's performance because it's so good 
Um, and yeah, the rights for a remake were were bought in 2009, but it was just never done. Nice. Um, which I'm kind of glad about because the original is so good. I, I don't think it needs a remake. I just think people should go watch the original. Um, like I say, if only for that little girl's performance. And there's there's some nice creepy ghost sections as well. Um, and like I say, there's a second uh, kind of background storyline that all weaves in together and some nice twists and things like that. But um, yeah, if only for that little girl's performance, I, I think it deserves a watch. Nice. All right. So, uh, yeah, I think this will uh, conclude everything. So before we head on out of here, uh, is there anywhere where we can uh, follow you online and uh, let them know what uh, you can find your work? Yeah. So the main place is uh, youtube.com forward slash the scale lab, where I do deep dives into horror video games and try and explore why they're scary, why the creators made the choices that they did and things like that. Kind of looking at historical, psychological, literary uh, references um, that might have impacted the game creators choices. Um Yes, you can find me there and you can also find me on twitch.tv forward slash the scare lab where I do my first playthrough of a horror game that I've never played before. Um, so, yeah, that's that's where you can check me out. All right. Awesome. I will have everything linked down below in the show notes for you to uh, check out and follow. So make sure you go ahead and do that. And that will conclude today's episode. So until next time, we will see you then. Bye.